Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today I have the local SEO expert himself, John Vong. John, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak to another fellow Canadian, um, which is in Montreal, so Canadian, (laughs) Montreal Canadians, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, So excited to share my journey. So yes, let's get started. So John, you, your main business is called local SEO search, and you focus on helping local businesses with their SEO, which is super important because business owners don't all have the time to do all that internet stuff. Um, but before we get into all the stuff that you did, let's hear a bit about your journey to becoming the local SEO, uh, champion, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll go way back. So, um, my, my parents actually came from Vietnam. Um, as one of the boat people, um, I was I was the fourth child of uh, immigrant family from Vietnam. They escaped the war, um, and my parents liquidated all their assets, um, sold everything for the betterment for the next generation, mm-hmm. which means sacrificing everything, leaving everything behind, coming to Canada as immigrants with zero money, no, no language which is English and not knowing anyone. So pretty much from start, we, we were, you know, living in government housing, living at the local food bank, the shelter, just, you know, it was normal for me because I didn't know any better. Right. So I was born here as the fourth child. All my siblings were um, born in Vietnam and I grew up in Hamilton. So not too far from Toronto. Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so upbringing was, for me, very close and tight knit. Um, family was everything. We always had food and shelter. We always had meals together. Our bond was very, very intimate, right? Um, we got to really support each other and get to know each other. Um, and as I started going to school and getting jobs, like my first job was local newspaper uh, carrier, did that for a couple of years. But my goal th- at that point was to help with uh, providing milk on the table, bread on the table, uh, a little bit different than other Canadians or Americans. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I had probably a, over 20 jobs before I went into university. Um, everything from working at fast food, restaurant, waiters, contractor, lawn care, um, you name it. I've tried a lot of different things and it was good to get exposure. I wanted to be, I was always curious as to like what I wanted out of life Mm -hmm. and how things were outside of my little bubble and box. Cause I was only exposed to certain amount of people and things, right? Like I didn't have access to, you know, sporting activities, after school programs, educational pieces, like all this stuff that now I know, now that I'm ingrained into the system, it's a little different when you don't know anything, right? Yeah, you're from looking outside in, you don't know what you're missing because you don't have access to now you're in it. You're like, oh, look, I could have been playing hockey. I could have been yeah. doing this, mad science, yeah. all these fun things yeah. that you get to do for your kids now. But 
that's at that time didn't know any of it yeah. existed because my parents were just surviving mm -hmm. right and you know extra money was going to food <laughs> you know what's more important to have food on the table or to put yourself into a sports activity or education yeah. so all these things i'm now exposed to but i i studied business finance in university of western ontario in london um but one of the major things that i really learned while in university was i had an opportunity to travel for the first time um on an exchange program so I applied for an exchange program to England uh, in my third year of university, and it was the best eye-opening experience of my lifetime. I've never traveled, set myself on a plane, uh, lived on independently outside of my little like Ontario kind little of safety net. <laughs> safety net. Um, and it was great to meet so many diverse individuals in all cultures, all walks of life. So that was shortly after the 9-11 attack. So wow. in October, I flew, first time traveling, and I thought this was normal, where <laughs> all security was, you know, level four, five, red. Yeah, like full-on army, full military on, in there. You know, machine guns everywhere. Um, every, like, and I was like, oh, ultra safe, not knowing <laughs> what just happened, how, how travel was before to what it is now. Because again, it's all relative, right? Like I didn't know perspective wise what was really happening and how things were previous to that, that situation. So just living and being able to survive on my own in a different country um, and then culturally fit in and absorb a lot of how people lived and survived in different areas. I was able to travel a little bit in Europe and I've had the travel bug since. Um, but coming back to to my career and why I started um, this company. So coming back after four years of university, um, I had the opportunity to go study, uh, teach English in Japan. Oof. Right. And this, again, after the travel bug in my third year of university, I was like, I got accepted. But I, I was debt ridden, right? Like 30K university debt. Um, didn't really have real solid work experience. So my brother, you know, they're all educated engineers at Waterloo, like smart, smart. The, 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 the ideal parent child, the yeah. one that goes into the one that will make the money, will take care of us when we're older, yeah. not the freeloading young one <laughs> that travels everywhere. Yeah. So my brother sits down with me and tells me, like, you got to start, you know, being an adult where you got to pay your debts and it's probably best for you to at least have a career, get a good mm -hmm. job and start something here before you start doing your thing. Right. So that's what I did. I went to Toronto. I got my first job in advertising sales, traditional advertising sales. And I was in advertising sales for 10 years, you know, and that gave me a good understanding of the entire dynamics of how it worked, what was going on in the psychological mindset of business owners. I've worked with over 5,000 business owners during those 10 years, um, from localized to affiliate online performance base to, you know, everything, learning every landscape of advertising, right? Um, and it gave me a good perspective of what was going on because I, I noticed a shift. So out of those 10 years, actually, I worked at Yellow Pages for five years. 
and I got trained really well, uh, seven weeks of training, the only unionized sales force in Canada. So I was doing fairly well in sales, right? And then I got to go to these award ceremonies at Yellow Pages. So doing well uh, enough to, you know, have a good insight of what was going on, right? Um, and what I discovered while working at Yellow Pages was all these business owners, they've been investing and running their company, small, medium-sized businesses, and they've been surviving for decades and generations on the core foundation of family, mm -hmm. community, and value, right? Of understanding what really mattered to them. And I was exposed to business owners from 30-year-olds to 80-year-olds. And I was able to meet and have mentorship. I felt like just talking to them was great insight. Yeah, and this is why I do this podcast, because I get to interview hundreds of entrepreneurs and learn from them, a masterclass of my own creation. Exactly. Yes, please continue. Yeah, so those 5,000 business owners, meeting them, getting to know them, getting to know why they started their business, what really triggered them, and then how did they survive and be successful for so many years, decades, and generations, and what kept them going. And that's what molded me to really want to be like them. Right. Um, and then it was like, okay, yes, advertising is so many different ways, traditional, online, digital. Um, and then there's other forms, right? It's like what kind of business industry? And I knew advertising sales for 10 years. Right. So I was like, okay, what if I know, I know there was a behavior shift, right? Traditional moving towards digital, but I didn't know anything about SEO. I didn't know how to do it, how it worked, but I knew there was a platform like Google search engine. And I knew myself was shifting towards that when I was looking and seeking out any provider service product or any information. And there were paid ads, like people were paying to play or earn ads, earn placement. So the harder thing is obviously earning your way. And that's where I jumped in because I knew the harder it is for anything, less competition, and there's a skill set required to actually make it happen. So that's what I did. I knew that I wanted to try something. And at that time, you know, early 30s, had a stable income, left it to try something. And I had full support from my wife. Um, so again, it's like making sure that you had all the people that mattered in your life on board. Mm -hmm. um, you know, left started this and never turned back. So I've been doing this since 2013, I've grown the team, love what I do, keep growing and learning and, you know, trial and error, a lot of mistakes, but it's a lot of fun, right? So I still enjoy working with the, my core group of people that I love dealing with for 10 years. And that's what kept me going and still keeps me going day to day. Oh, I love it. I love your story. It's so Canadian. Um, just helping people. Like, I, I think that's, I was talking with uh, a, a fellow podcaster yesterday after the show and we we're discussing Canada and it, it, Canadians are always there to help. Like we always want to help. Like it, to, like, as you said, in nine 11, we helped all the Americans in Newfoundland and across Canada land their planes. And we took them in to make them feel safe because traveling wasn't safe anymore. And there you go. You're helping businesses that have been around for generations earn their placements, fix their placements so that they're, they're so that 
people in their community can find them when they move in. Just like your family moved in and probably didn't have that connection. You're there helping uh, those local businesses thrive. So I, that's awesome. Um, so your big why was to help businesses, I would say? Yeah. So when I first started this company, it was more knowing that SEO was for larger brands. Big companies were investing in it, but the SMBs couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what they didn't know, right? And everyone thought it was a very specific niche and very hyper competitive space. And guess who was in it? SEO companies that were going after big corporations because you need all these facets to make it operational and collaboration and making sure that it's running smoothly to build authority and expertise. Well, what I thought was, why can't I build something that these big companies have been doing for so many years, bring it to the SMB level and offer it up that's affordable. So you're putting enough value into it that actually makes it everyone happy right so it, i'm no big corporation i'm no <laughs> a, anyone but i'm trying to serve my people right you're the serving SMB. exactly you're you're a small business you're serving small businesses exactly. you're not made for the big guys if the big guys want to come and work with you great but you're there for the small businesses because they deserve the same help that the big businesses get exactly so over the years i've learned everything from business ownership systems processes leadership training like hr i did just so much right um and i i wasn't cut out for this right like i was a sales rep for 10 years but i knew that without sales you have no business so right off the bat i got a lot of clients and i got money and that therefore i had a business and a lot of people struggle because they put all these plans together business plans and they go out hiring and buying equipment and software yet they have no revenue so i came from a different standpoint of i know my skill set which is sales go out there get make sales make a lot of mistakes along the way <laughs> so i made a ton of mistakes acquiring a lot of customers that weren't really my ideal fit but i needed to learn that and so over the years got better refine the, the the type of profile of avatar that i deal with and just improve along the way so constant improvement and growing i love it i love it. it it's it's one of the core things when you're starting a small business is you need to know who your ideal client is like when you're looking at a multi-billion dollar company yeah they can go for the jack of all trades they can go for everybody because they have that money to thing uh to take care of those all unique profiles, avatars, as you say, but when we're a small business, we have that one avatar. That's our core person. That's the one person we're going after because that's the best person we can solve. Exactly. Um, now you, you said you made a lot of mistakes and I, I don't look at mistakes. I look at them learning opportunities because if you don't learn from them, then it's a mistake. And I'm pretty sure you learned from those, uh, opportunities. Uh, what's one of the major pain points that you faced early in your career that you were able to solve? And how did you go about solving it? Yeah, so I feel that um, starting any business, you will never know everything, right, in how to run, operate and systemize and make it efficient. So what I did was early days, I hired a ton of SEOers, right? Because I, I, I was good at sales. I brought in sales <laughs> and I needed people to help fulfill the back end. I made a ton of mistakes because I was hiring on skill set 
and not knowing what I know today, right? So I didn't okay. really know SEO. <laughs> like I knew the overall arching concept of ranking <laughs> and able to sell it, position it. But the challenge was what really was going on in the algorithm? What were the key factors? What were some of the terminology? So I let those people who I hired do it, right? And what I learned was I had to fire a lot of people along the way because they were not in the same value prop as myself. Like my core values are all about family and giving and helping and sharing and, you know, making sure that everyone wins. Yeah. And they were all about themselves and they were, you know, just not a good fit in alignment. Right. So I made a ton of mistakes, just hiring wrong on different value props, but I knew there were gaps. So I was constantly every day after my, my normal hours, I was working crazy hours, by the way. Oh yeah. You have to, when you're, you're a business owner. 14, 16 hours for a couple of years, not really paying yourself, but you learn quickly mm -hmm. on what you like doing and what you don't like and hiring for things that you know other people love passionately when you can start affording it. So I bootstrapped everything. I really learned how things operated, built a lot of systems, processes, bringing on people in a timely manner throughout that journey of business ownership and, and making sure that it's sustainable. Right. And that business model is so important too. like, how do you achieve scale like as an SEO agency so that you endure peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, and you continually grow, continually get better, improve and continue to love what you're doing. So all these are pillar things along the way of my my journey. Right. Of the last eight years. Love it. Love it. And that's something really important, hiring and firing quickly and efficiently so that you're not hurting your business and you're provi still providing the greatest uh, feedback to those individuals. Because if they're not working with you, they can understand and they can fit with someone else and they can understand who they would work better with. So that's a, a great lesson to learn. Um, what are some tips? Let's say a new client's coming in, because I know you do offer uh, some businesses some free SEO advice. What would your advice be to someone who's just starting a new business? They may not be able to hire you. What would be the one thing you would say they should focus on first with their uh, website and their SEO? Yeah, like business ownership is so complex, right? Mm -hmm. And it has to be timing. You have to be prepared mentally for all the challenges, right? And people jump in for all the wrong reasons sometimes, like freedom. They think you can work any hours whenever <laughs> they want. They think you're gonna make tons of money right off the bat. But usually what happens is people who they, they see and aspire to be, they see on social or they see and read on Forbes or Inc or whatever. These people have already put in their time. They put in and invested the last 20, 30 years on planting seeds that daily habits and rituals, daily work experience. So my thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is go get some experience, real life experience. Go learn what you're trying to get in to for five years. Put in that time working on a competitor, learn the systems processes, the customers, the pain points, the challenges, and figure out why you wanted to do this on your own and figure out what's gonna be unique for your business that no one else is doing, or you're adding more value, service, 
better price point, whatever it is, right? Quality, figure out what's going to make you different. And when you have that story and when you're ready to prepare, look at the gaps that you're going to face because what is your core strength as a business owner? Flow with that, run with that and fill the gap with other people that are strong in sales, marketing, accounting, bookkeeping, operations, whatever it is. But you have to prepare to start paying these people too, right? Yeah. So you got to ensure that it's sustainable because a lot of businesses fail because they're not prepared for all the challenges that they're going to be faced with early days, right? So how do you, you know, overcome all these challenges and obstacles in the first couple of years to make sure that you're going to be in operation for the next five, 10, 20 years. I love it. It's a very important thing to have, have the experience, know how to essentially run a business. Cause if you don't do it with someone else, if you don't work for someone else who's done it, you won't be able to learn from them. And this is one reason why I've done this podcast to learn from entrepreneurs, but also allow others to listen in and learn from them when it's an SEO expert like yourself, John, or it's a startup incubator like Dom Einhorn, who uh, starts has one of the largest rural incubators and has a huge event going on this weekend. Um, you've, you've must've had some great moments in your journey. Some moments that you just like, you think back and go, yes. I love that. Like something in your head that says, when you say your journey as an entrepreneur, like it, it's one of the first pop-up memories. You probably have a lot of them. What's one memory that you really enjoyed uh, living through in your journey as an entrepreneur? Well, you go through different stages, right? Um, you know, your first hire is always fun and exciting. Your first win is always fun and exciting. Your first referral, your first <laughs> testimonial case study, your first everything is always fun and exciting. Um, but one of the ones that really stuck out to me is I was always a sales rep, right? So for me to move away from sales, to hire someone that has better sales experience than myself, to then work on more leading the company. I think that really was inspirational for me because five years ago, I hired my VP of sales and he took on the sales challenge, right? And for me to really take a step back to really work on systems, processes, putting people in the right places, training them, making sure that it's a system that collaboratively works and flows well. Um, so that's where I really started looking at building the team and growing the company, right? And, you know, until you get to a different stage and different people will love different aspects of their business. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to look at challenging myself because when I get to a comfort zone of enjoying it too much, I'm going to challenge myself to try something unique and different so that it pushes me to try to see what's going to happen. So that's what happened, you know, five years ago, stepping away from sales to do more of this stuff, enjoying branding marketing a lot more speaking uh producing content love you know and then of course the leadership so my question to you is someone who's got who's enjoyed sales a lot because you if you didn't love sales you wouldn't have done it for at least 10 years and then have a company for it um was there a fear when you were walking back like that you weren't the business may stumble or that you or did you have enough trust in this individual that you hired as your vp of sales that you were like okay i don't need to kind of like 
mother them, like try to <laughs> overview and make sure everything. No, no, you can't do it like that. You have to do it like this. Did you, yeah. did you have that moment or were you able to just be like, okay, I'm going to trust this person and just walk off kind of into the sunset. So I was lucky to um, meet some really, really good, excellent salespeople while at yellow pages. Ah. Um, and they were also on the trips with me, top 1% of 2000 workforce, right? Like all mm. these people were skilled salespeople. I, trusted and I respected more than anything. And so, you know, your network of people that you interact with on a daily basis for many years and you stay in contact with is so important when you move towards, you know, different stages of your life, right? It could be yeah. a referral, a friendship, it could be a relationship play, right? Like it, it could be anything, but I was always close with certain people and um, I was very selective and I really wanted to ensure that I trusted someone. Anyone in the company I have to fully trust mm -hmm. and use that gut feel. Just like when I bring on a client, right? You bring on a, a staff member, you gotta make sure that they're a good fit. Um, and their you know, value prop and their KPIs and their uh, you know, realistic expectations versus you know, off the charts, they don't really- Superstar. <laughs> yeah, superstar. So just all these things molded me to know that yeah, I'm going to give him time. I'm going to allow him to make mistakes as well. And you evolve and you become more patient. You become more of a, a leader that allows people to make mistakes, right? So early days, I was very like, I'm in control of everything. I'm going to make sure that everything goes my way. But as you mature in any aspect of life, just like if you're married, if you have children, if you have parents, right? Like all these things, you're going to, Time solves a lot of things. You're going to mature if you're, you know, willing to understand, take a step back and have a better perspective of how they're thinking, how they're going about things. And that's life in general, I find. Um, so I, I try not to judge. I know everyone's learning curve is different. I know everyone has a lot of life challenges and just making sure they're still on the same page alignment, right? On the on the company goals and mission and objectives. I love it. Look at getting life lessons as well as SEO lessons here with John from local SEO search.ca an amazing website that, uh, I love, I I'm checking it out. Cause I'm like, how can I use a better SEO for podcasting? Cause that's my business, uh, podcast production. So yeah, I, I love, I've been scouring your website before we started talking. So, um, I'm loving the uh, little information that you have there. And, uh, some tips and tricks there too. So I love that as, as well. Uh, John, we are coming up to the end and I hate this part because it's, I don't want to let go. I am having so much fun talking with you, but you're definitely going to be on the uh, reinvite list for sure. Uh, before we go, all my, all my clients, no, uh, not my clients, my uh, audience knows I'm a voracious eater of books. I love reading. Um, you have a plethora of books behind you. If you're listening to the podcast version and not the video version of this, John is sitting in front of what I would call uh, my dream office. Uh, you look like you have a thousand books there, John. Um, what is one or two books that you would suggest someone starting their entrepreneurial journey, someone who's just about to dip their toe into it? They've done the five years kind of, or they're about to do that five years. What's a book you would suggest or two books you would suggest that they really should at least have uh, during their journey? Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I hate, as I hate, as an entrepreneur, uh, it all depends on 
why you're in it in the first place, right? So Simon Sinek, why is always great. Uh, but also like in terms of entrepreneurship, it's the mind. You have to be mentally prepared. So I love the mindset by Carol Swack, um, which is great because it gives you perspectives because people go through different stages in their lives and it has to be timing. People, you only have limited amount of time and energy in the day. Mm -hmm. So if you're busy with, family, friends, hobbies, interests, whatever it is, activities, travel, you have to sacrifice certain things to commit to that business if you really want it to be successful, right? So, you know, understanding that and the roles that people play, the who not how is great too um, by Dan Sullivan. I, I mean, when you start maturing in your business, you need to fill it with people. Right. Especially with this freelancing world out there, there's an mm -hmm. abundance amount of people that love certain things that you hate doing. So you just have to cultivate and find people that are in alignment with your values. Um, but there's so many books because there's so many stages of your business life. Right. You're going to find that you need some help with marketing, sales, operations, accounting, bookkeeping, supply chain, hiring, firing, like all these things. And then you're going to find experts in it to teach you or you're going to hire but be knowledgeable in every sense so that you are asking the right questions um just like seo right like finding if you know there's a need there go out and learn a little bit about it before you start asking consultants or looking to hire someone so you know what the differences are in every single agency because you don't want to be sold you want to be educated enough to make an informed decision there we go. My God, more, more life advice and business advice coming from the, uh, the SEO master himself. Uh, John, I'm going to jump off screen here. I'm going to give you a chance to let all my audience know where they can find you, how they can hire you, how they can connect with you if they have questions about SEO and maybe uh, hiring your company to help them grow their uh, small business. So John, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, definitely. So the best way to check us out is on our website. It's called www.localseosearch.ca. Uh, we do offer free uh, consults uh, for businesses. So fill that out. Uh, we also have a free uh, checklist out there on our website. Um, and there's tons of information there. So it gives you a lot of in-depth information on how we differ from other SEO companies. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, that was just recently launched a couple weeks ago. We're working on a lower tier community, um, and it's also called the Business Fear. Um, so you can check that out. Um, and there's a lot of things in the works. Like I'm working on a book. I'm working Ooh. on more of a speaking uh, tour. Um, it's a lot of fun, right? So I go through a lot of different stages of my life, business journey, and you got to constantly challenge yourself. And this is what I love about business ownership. You can take what you've learned and do it the way you want to do it and be fully con in control. But making sure you make the right decisions at the right time is pivotal. So hopefully you can reach out to me, check out our site out. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Excellent. I want to thank John for being an amazing guest. Do check out his website. The links will be in the show notes down below. John, 
Thank you so much for spending 30 minutes of your time with us here and sharing your amazing story. I'm looking forward to connecting with you even more and learning, seeing all the great stuff. Um, I just subscribed to your YouTube channel because, hey, knowledge is power, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you reach out to John. Uh, make sure you just connect with him because he's an awesome guy and a great Canadian um, and support our Canadians. That's what we need to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil Better. He is John from localseosearch.ca, an amazing company. Remember to invest in yourself and have a great day. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and I'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night and remember to invest in yourself.